Back at it again with another shade of blue. I imagine a darker shade of blue tonight. Anyway, we are the Blue Testament. My name is Cody Bradley. I've got Thad Bell and Robert Russert with me here as always. What's going on, guys? You got me thinking about darker shade of gray now. Great. Well, that doesn't make that doesn't make sense. What's the shades of blue? <laughs> blue shades. It's a, it's, a it's cool. a song, Cody. A song like way before your time. You should remind the designers of the uniform that we're blue. <laughs> and, and it's a book. I thought Thad had a good just general discussion that I feel like will probably launch us on all the other necessary topics to cover tonight. So let's just start with who should be playing defense? What the hell is going on with the defense? They're just throwing different combinations at the wall and nothing seems to work. So we've got the defense to figure out. And then also, we talked about it before, but the six, the question of the six. Ilya is here. Busio is here. What, uh, what should we do? Let's actually start with the defense, though. Bob, who are your two center backs? Who should play center back against Colorado on Sunday? All right, well, I must preface this by saying I was in the stands last night and the two goals that were scored against us happened on away from me. So I didn't have a good angle on what was going on exactly. Uh, I, I don't know. I, uh, I cool. guess it's plenty of bad. Your turn. No. <laughs> <laughs> I guess there's plenty of blame to throw around, but. Uh, I didn't think Reed was all that impressive. I mean, he was okay, but I just don't see nothing I mean, terribly special out of him. Okay, so but I said, who are your two center backs going oh. for Sunday? You got to pick. <laughs> all right, Thad, go ahead. Oh, get out of here. Reed and Puncic. <laughs> Reed and Puncic. Reed and Puncic. Agreed. And why do you mean Reed wasn't any good last night? They only got one shot on goal in the second half. I said he wasn't anything special. Well, I don't know about special, but he definitely came in, and I just feel like it was, like, immediately a noticeable difference. Like, it was just – Calmer. Was, yes. Uh, more more refined, more like, – like they knew what they were doing. I've been on Team Reed, and I was also surprisingly, like, very disappointed and upset with Beesler after that last game. And uh, I, was, I was wanting to see Reed, but – so it was good to see him come in, and I think he did well, but – Speaking of Beesler, one thing I wanted to talk about there. So he had, for me, the, the goal that he gave up in this one was identical. It was the exact same mistake that he made in the Dallas game when he gave up a goal. I don't even know. I guess, I guess what he was going for is he's trying to pull, people, pull them offside by himself. But the result is just the, the highlights of both goals, he's just – Marking a man and then jumps forward, jumps away, like jumps up the line, and then the ball is immediately p- passed to the guy that he left, and that player scores. It was just – they're just two very weird plays that were like almost identical, at least in his mistake. Maybe that worked when Ike was on his right and Seth was on his left because they like – Had played together. Melded, yeah. You know? But when it's Dia and Puncic, it 
may not work. Exactly. Okay, but you guys are not looking at the bigger context. You're going to credit Reed with the entire team playing better the second half last night? No. <laughs> okay. Sure. Good. Yeah. Okay. I will. Yeah. <laughs> good. I just thought it was like undeniable that when Reed came in, he was just like an improvement on on the back line, an improvement at center back. For for argument's sake, I will go with that. <laughs> Counter me, Robert. Go ahead. Okay. Well, do we know what they talked about at halftime? And was Dad, you're so good at radio. Was Punches to blame for uh, one of those goals? Uh huh. So I'm sure they straightened some shit out at halftime. So let's not give Reed all the credit for coming in and, and making a world of difference because it wasn't just him. Yeah, he was calm on the ball, sure. But Beezer, he uh, completed over 90% of his passes, if you look at the stats, by the way. So, you know, there's calm for you. And, and defended one of his three opportunities. <laughs> I'm kidding. Well, I'm used kidding. used the word calm. So. <laughs> I, I know. And, and I'm kidding. I'm, I'm picking on yeah. Beasler because <laughs> all due respect to Beasler, the guy should already be – they should already have the stencil to put his name up on the wall, okay? Without a <laughs> doubt, he is. But that also means – that doesn't mean we can't talk objectively about how his play is. And it's not as good as what his standard has been set. So, I, I, again, I, I joke when I say some of that stuff, but I want to show sure, all sure. due respect to Matt. Um, otherwise, yes, he'll probably he, kick he, my ass at practice one day. <laughs> he deserves all of it. But, yeah, I mean, it's the performance has just been a step down from what we've grown used to of him lately. So, he doesn't deserve all the credit. So, no, he doesn't deserve all the credit. But the. He also was very, very good at cutting out balls last night. He was very, very, very good in the air. He was very good at passing. I don't, I haven't looked up his passing percentage because it doesn't really matter at this point. Right. Um, he obviously communicated well enough that uh, him and Punchech, one went forward, one didn't. Maybe that was talked about in the halftime, but that right. should have also been talked about before the game. Oh, of course. So. You know, that's that's the something that the captain and the experienced leader on the back line should be have make sure that's pretty clear. Um, all those little things that seemed to work just a little bit better when Reed was in there helped keep the ball on the other end. I know they weren't pressing as much because they had the two goal lead and right. they were doing the Oscar Perea, let's slow down everything from the half. <laughs> But it was still pretty obvious that things just worked a little bit better when he was out there, and that was before Polito came in. So okay, so in summation, that is wrong, and Bob was right. <laughs> um, so just hey, to I still haven't picked a center back pairing because you know that's it's just a tough call, man. But yeah, yeah. I, I, I'm I'm with you guys. I'm not opposed to your combination of Reed and. But, yeah, you know, it's obviously a tough call. No one, Vermees, and no one on the on the team has been able to figure it out either so and also if you guys noticed the the fans were entirely divided last week i was keeping an eye on on the predict the lineup and it was like split almost even among all of them and diaz somehow came out with the most votes and well i was actually pretty shocked after the result from the previous game that that four came out there yeah because yeah. i mean the only difference being dia and that was you know forced by injury so yeah we always say we're going to give a preview of the game, and rarely we even do. So I'm calling this a preview. Here's your preview. Sporting Kansas City, 
five points from the last five matches, but here we go to lighten up the shade of blue here. Still just one point out of first place, although they are just three points ahead of eighth place. <laughs> So the margins are very thin here. (laughs) And the Rapids have won three of the last four and are just a point behind Sporting. And you're pretty generous with your three out of five. Three points out of five or whatever it was. Five points out of seven. Five points. Is that what you said, though? Is it not? Okay. I didn't think it was what you said. (laughs) Sorry. (laughs) Maybe not. Yeah, I don't think so, but yeah, we'll go with it. (laughs) One win in seven. Whatever. Yeah, five points out of seven. Not very good, but still just a point out of first place. So we got the question. Ilya is back, and Busio is no longer serving a suspension. So do we make the tough choice and truly sit Ilya to play Gianluca Busio at the six? Are we really doing this? Can you imagine wanting that a few months ago? Can you even imagine that? No, but can I imagine it now? Maybe. I'm imagining it, it currently. A lot of it depends on who else is available. I mean, if uh, if Roger can play, they said last time he was closest of the ones that were not available yet. Right. Which that's pretty cryptic, but you know. Well, um, even if he's not, though, I, I, I do almost think I would prefer in that situation. If Roger's not back, I still think I would almost prefer Ilya Busio. And Kinda up front in the midfield. I agree. You said even if Roger is back, that's what you would prefer. No, if he if he is not back. Yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. I, I'm good with that. So you would not pick Busio over Ilya in that situation. No, because you're basically taking your three best midfielders at that point. Yeah. Yeah. But if Roger is back, that changes the equation drastically. Right, and we are, unfortunately, everyone that's listening to this probably already knows the answer to that. Uh, We are recording this Thursday night. There's a press conference Friday, and hopefully that question will be answered. Uh, But, yeah, I'm on on board with that also. If if Roger is in there, then then I say let's see Busio at the six. That's that's a tough one. What did you see wrong with Ilya's play? Oh, man. Did you not see anything? Oh, oh I, I'm asking you. <laughs> yeah. Everything you could imagine of someone who is rusty and not played in a minute, that's what I saw from Ilya. Just seemed a bit slow. I had some late tackles, some heavy touches, just everything you could think of from a guy that just didn't quite look 100% match ready yet. And, and I think Vermees probably wouldn't have had him in there if Busio was not on suspension. Yeah. I, I would have to agree. So, Bob, you asked that question, and then you had nothing to answer. Oh no, I was just asking what you saw. Yeah, I mean, yeah. I see, I see weaknesses in both players' games. Um, you know, last night I was watching Ilya, and he doesn't get in as many good positions as as Bustio had been, as far as uh, being available to the backs to make that connection between the forwards and the backs. Uh, I did notice that. Um, yeah. But you know, Ilya is just so good on the ball in moments that other players aren't and it's just it's pure but yeah um, yeah so there's a calming sense when he's on the ball like this that he's gonna make the right decision yeah and i still think that there's every every team needs to like have all the right pieces to meld together so you can have a slower six like Ilya if you have faster guys around them right um 
you know, center backs or outside backs that can cover and get in spaces where he can't. But Busio is a little faster, so when you have slower other defenders, you need a guy with a little more speed. Busio has actually shown more speed than I thought he had this year. I've seen a couple of runs where – I honestly, I kind of thought he was slow, but there, there were a couple of runs I, I, I saw some pace from him. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's not Gerso, but he's also not Fontas, you know? Okay, um, I've got one more final thought here. I think the only other real talking point uh, that's sporting Kansas City uh, of sporting KC Nation right now would be the return of Polito. We saw him come back. The team didn't exactly, you know, light the stage on fire upon his return. They talked about it a lot on the broadcast. I think the thing to discuss here is 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 how far back and how often he has to come back to get involved. I love that he does it. I think Vermees loves that he does it. I think he's a really good creator and creates for his teammates, and that can be good. But, you know, he comes back to the center circle to get the ball, passes it to Gerso down the wing, and then all of a sudden we have a cross in the box, and the one guy that we paid $10 million for to – be on the end of that cross is all of a sudden not there it was only nine so you <laughs> you thought he was playing center forward last nine, night nine. uh yeah I'm yeah because he wasn't <laughs> but he but he has always been known to do that since the fir- his first game here he's been known yeah. to track back quite a bit which is it was almost common sense to put him in midfield last night because that's where he normally plays even when he is the nine yeah he dro- he drops back so much that that's one of the problems is he's not getting up there and that's what was happening in Orlando. That was what's happening when he was back here before he was hurt. So, well, will the ball get to him if he doesn't do that? Depends on who you have back there. And (laughs) uh, that's again, part of the issue. Polito, we know he's listening. He's a big fan of the show. If he's (laughs) listening right now and wondering, that's what he's saying. Like, well, if I don't do that, then they're not going to, then I'll never get the ball. Except they'll be saying it in Spanish. So can we say how terrible Kyrie Shelton was last night? Bob, you can say whatever you want. <laughs> he was terrible. <laughs> he was horrible. The guy that I was with hadn't seen him play this season yet, and I said, you know, he's been a lot better in other games, but he was terrible. Oh, and he let you down? Embarrassed you in front of your friends? <laughs> oh, I didn't build up Shelton at all. He just oh. like, he's like, what – what what's the deal with Kyrie Shelton? Oh, he went yeah. to Germany last year. He got better. He came back. He's better this season. But last night he was terrible. His it touch was, was literally all... literally. I finally got to the point where I'm like, dang, Kyrie Shelton somehow became one of my favorite players on this team. And then finally, when I realized that, he had a bad game. Yeah, uh, so it's was... your fault, Cody. Agreed. Most <laughs> of the time it is. Most of the time it is. <laughs> yeah, but you know, I think... I think like we've talked about, what is the right combination for this team? I that is the toughest job of any manager of any sports team to find the right combination. And with the injuries we've had, the whole COVID thing, it's been tough. And, and then, just, and then just juggle can't it. Seem to find it. And then keep juggling it because you're needing a little bit of rest or something. Exactly. Yeah. Um, let me speak up for Kyrie last night. Yeah. His touch was not good last night. I will agree. His can, his uh, passing was not as good as it has been this year, but he was still busting ass and punishing the defenders. So there's a few of those defenders that have some bruises today because Kyrie was playing against them. Kyrie is a beast, man. He's just impossible to push off the ball. He's he's just really he's just become really fun to watch. So final thoughts here before we get out of here. I want a percentage chance of a win going into Colorado. 
Hey, wait, before we do that, can I do one bright spot? Kind of, we be kind of a darker blue here, but Johnny freaking Russell. Johnny. He has, he has woken up. Yes, he has. The first half of this year, he was not existent. Johnny and, was dunking on fools. And he still is not uh, dribbling through as many defenders as he was and then scoring. I mean, I know last week he like spun a guy around, but yeah, or the last game, the previous game before this one he did. Um, but he has found his way into getting goals. And now if we can add one more person doing that, we can give up two or three goals and still score and still win. Yes. Good point. We needed to talk about Johnny. That's a good, good. Well done. Well done. See, now I, I think a bright my, spot. now I think my prediction of, of a win just went up a little higher. So Thad, what is, what are the chances of Sporting Kansas City getting a win? Give me a percentage. 60%. 60% for a win. Robert. Yes. 45. Okay. That's higher than I thought you would give, Robert. Maybe this maybe this isn't as dark of a shade as I thought it was going to be. I was I, I thought I was going to get challenged on 60. <laughs> I like 60. I'm going to go 61 just just to be more positive than bad. Okay. Price is right rules, right? But hey, <laughs> oh, you saw the earlier Slack chat. Yeah. No, it you know why I gave it though? Why I said jokes on the pod for everybody. It comes across quite well. It works. But this team seems so contrarian. The games they should win, they don't. The games they shouldn't win, they do. So I'm going with the win. Sporting has always been that way. Yeah. Anyway, hey. we're going to get out of here. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> In the meantime, be sure to follow us on Facebook, Twitter, and Instagram at Blue Testament KC and join us at thebluetestament.com and leave us a comment. And we'll talk to you next week. Go Sporting! Yeah.